0: Welcome to Book Academy Podcast and I know that it's been a year since I last uploaded a book review or a book talk but here we are starting new and starting fresh. So I have no one to talk to so might as well do some reflections on the books that I have read for the past few months. So I never stopped reading and I never stopped um doing book reviews it's just that I couldn't make a time to do the actual podcast in itself so here I am and what I'm going to share to you is a kind of a short version of the books that I've read about productivity so it's also about productivity and it's also about habits so there are three books that I'm going to share in this Episode and that is first is the 5am book club, Make Your Bed, and the last is the Atomic Habits by James Clear. So if you're curious, why do I read productivity books? Well, it's because we wanted to be productive. And aside from wanting to be productive, we also wanted to improve our lives, and improve our habits. I'm going to start with um, talking about the 5am book club. I think this was a book that I have read almost a year ago as well and I have written a book review about it. I was planning to create a book productivity talks and here is the 5am book club. So Again, in this book um, nothing is new and this books remind you that starting your um, day right is important in making your whole day to be productive. So also there this um, all of these productive books are different so if I start with, Um, the 5am book club the 5am book club is geared on productivity the make your bed is not just about productivity but it's more of about success so yes they are the kind of synonymous because you cannot be successful if you are not productive and vice versa but their points that are unique to each book. So here is some of it. That here are some points from the 5 a.m. book club, And it's it's not really about 5 a.m. It is about being productive while saving much of your energy. You can save tons of energy if you don't check your phone right away, if you wake up before others wake up, and if you enjoy that moment of solitude. Also, this talks about Minimizing Your Decision Fatigue. What I love about this book is the story of uh, Nelson Mandela. So when you have nothing to write and you still need a thousand of words to fill your book, you take a story of an inspiring person and tell it to the world, which is interesting to me, especially that um, I had a little idea about the facts and the popularity of Nelson Mandela and his, you know, entire persona. So, well, that's most of it. it's all about waking up early and starting your day right. So the next book that I'm going to... The next book is... um, make your own bed so in, this is more of an autobiography or a memoir I can assure you it is awe-inspiring but there are so many people who have no idea what training is in the military or in special forces much respect with the writer because firstly it's very rare to find a person in the military who would write a book Or maybe I'm not just, you know, looking at it. Somehow, reading this was like an adventure, even if it was short. Actually, it was one of the best things about this book. It did not go on and on, repeating or citing many things. It was direct to the point. And that's why I'll be reading shorter books from now on um, compared to long ones. So... The authors of these two books are actually, you know, male. And I know it doesn't matter, but it sounds like I've been looking, um, I've been reading books that are dominated by, you know, testosterone. And I'm still looking forward to reading some productivity books that could be like coming from the female perspective so i'm looking forward on also reviewing an upcoming book by my favorite productivity youtuber ali abdal so i think he's writing a book about productivity as well i don't know why most men are the ones who write productivity books so I'm hoping that I will be one of the first few people who would read that productivity book of um, my favorite YouTuber, Ali Abdal. He's on the process of working on that book, and I think every fan of him, or every follower, or subscriber on his YouTube channel is looking forward to, you know, read that book. So for anyone who wants to get a Productivity or Success Storybook, I recommend this two, this first two. But I'd also uh, like to um, get some recommendations because I think I've never read the right books yet. So my standards have been raised by the quality non-fiction books that I had read, like Thinking Fast and Slow, The Book of Joy, many others. So well researched books are my favorite and not just the ones that cites authors sayings or Bible verses. Don't get me wrong, I have nothing against quoting verses or quoting important persons. I love reading it. But to those nonfiction writers, that cites too much. I mean, I what's the point of putting your name As an author. Anyways. The last book that I'm going to discuss. Is one of the recent books that I've read. It's a productivity book. But it's more of a. Habit forming book. But the title in itself. It is called. The Atomic Habits. So the Atomic Habits. Starts. With. um, A story of. The author. So he has this kind of awe-inspiring, the story of his life where he got into an accident and then he started, I think he started on the process of identifying problems and then started to reflect on his life. So there are so many topics and so many subtopics on this book that is very important to help you form the habits that would improve your life. So he started discussing the fundamentals of habit forming or habit changing. And this means that what he's trying to say, basically in the fundamentals, why tiny changes make a big difference, is that you need to keep on stacking your good habits. And then there are laws that he kind of discussed in the book. The first law is making it obvious. So you have to make sure that when you wanted to form a new habit you kind of make sh- um see it as see it as a whole and see it as You know, you have to visualize it. You need to see triggers. You need to see cues. You need to explore your surroundings and make sure that the habit that you're trying to form or the habit that you're going to do is visible to you. So it's impossible because it's more difficult, if you put it in this way, it's more difficult to start a habit that you cannot visualize right away. So for instance, if you see that there is already like a mess in your place or if you feel like um, there are wires in your floor, pick it up right away because that is a visual cue for you to clean the habit of cleaning, the habit of tidying up. So that's the habit of tidying up, or that's the habit of thing, um, cleaning. The next law that he's trying to imply is the, law, the second law, which is to make things attractive. When you wanted to have a habit that needs to be formed, like the habit of cleaning, you have to make sure that it is attractive onto your part. You have to appreciate the value of that habit because if it doesn't give you a positive effect in your life it's not attractive you know you're not going to do it again your brain would not be wired to do it again and again so you have to make the habit irresistible and if it's possible for you you also have if it's possible, because sometimes it's not possible, especially when you live alone and you have new friends, if it's possible, you have to find the people that would inspire you to do that habit. The third law that he states in the book is make it easy. No one wants to make their lives difficult, okay? So, If you want to stick to a habit for a longer time, you have to make sure that the habit is not as difficult as hiking or climbing or whatever it is. You have to make it easy. But what I learned about making the third law, making it easy, it's all about mindset. So when your mindset is uh, telling you or when you set your mind that, This is an easy task, even if it is difficult for others. But if you set your mind that, well, this is easy, then your brain would accept it as easy. So, therefore, you keep on doing it because it's not difficult. And, well, humans are basically lazy. I I believe that. I mean, we're really wired to doing, you know, the easier things. If we are... You know, going to decide in one, uh, decide between two things. Whenever is, whichever is the easiest decision to make, whichever is the easiest path, we go to that. Because that's a cognitive, it's more of a cognitive bias. I've read that somewhere, I think, in Thinking Fast and Slow probably. That when you have to think harder, you just dismiss that option. Because it's difficult to think about. So you go for the easiest choice. That's why when you form a habit, you have to set your mind that it is easy. The law of least effort, as they say. The fourth law says that if a thing or if a habit satisfies you, then it's easy to change your behavior. So you stick with your good habits because it satisfies you. And when people, when you feel like, especially when people praise you, I think this is something to do with the fact that when people praise you, they feel like you feel like satisfied with the job that you're doing. Okay, I'm gonna share with you a snippet from the book. It's called. Habits are the compound interest of self-improvement, the same way that money multiplies through compound interest. The effects of your habits multiply as you repeat them. So probably reading the book might not change right away your habits, but you'll see this book will impact over the years and through the course of your life. I've read this year a year ago and I still look back onto the points that I have learned from this book and if you have any other productivity books that you want me to read just let me know and thank you for listening to this short and ranty podcast I hope to talk to you soon